Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Bells will be ringing the glad, glad news. Oh, what a Christmas to hear the blues. My baby's gone. Morning, everyone. We're here for public forum. Public forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss. If you have an issue that you want to speak about that is on the agenda, or if there's something you want to speak about that's not on the agenda, the appropriate time to address that <coughs> is during public forum. And then after public forum, once we close that, we'll move to where you'll see the commissioners discuss things and possibly some with staff, and we'll take votes and move forward with there. In the past, we have had very long meetings. I have been here till one o'clock in the morning with some of you. Those meetings were long because there was a lot of very contentious things on the agenda. It was a long agenda. There were things that we knew would be very um, controversial on there. And that is the reason that we had a lot of meetings. The public was very passionate about what was going on. That is not a bad thing. And she's right. That is not a bad thing. That's Sherry Chapman, one of the founding members of the Pitchfork Posse, somebody with whom I find myself agreeing very, very rarely. But yesterday I found myself agreeing with her, Jerry Cooey, who is a friend and another founding member of the Pitchfork Posse running for office. Um, you know, Carmen Reynolds, uh, the organizing force behind uh, Recall Florida here locally, you know, the recall of commissioner's capability. Uh, Chris Kerb, I mean, people I often find myself in disagreement with, but I was like, I feel like you guys are right. These changes that Commissioner Parker, who is a friend, okay, I mean, I'm friends with a lot of folks, it doesn't have, I mean you have to agree with them all the time. Um, I, I don't like these restrictions. The Taking of public comment off of the agenda items portion of the meeting and moving it only to the public forum in the beginning is a it's a sloppy way to do things. Um, you know, in Escambia County, they have a funny rule. You can only talk about things that are not on the agenda in the forum. You have to wait for the agenda item in order to talk about things that are on the agenda. And that, even though I think that's also a weird rule, that makes sense to me. I kind of like the way it always was in Santa Rosa where you could talk about anything in the forum including the agenda, but you would kind of give up your ability to talk about the agenda item twice, you know, sort of sort of thing. So anyway, um, Sherry Chapman, you know, look, I don't think that Sam is doing this in order to create problems. I do think he's trying to establish an orderly meeting, but the appearance is not great. Now, every time we get a new person sitting in the chairman's seat, Mr. Parker, um, it is very obvious that the citizens are required to have a whole new gaggle of rules. Why is that? Why is something not set that suits the, the citizens so that if I can come one year from now, I have a vague idea of what, what is coming on? But instead, every time we get a new chair, we have a new flex of muscles with new rules. For the citizens 
that pay your salary to be confused. That's actually a fair point, right? Like most people don't come to the meetings. And if they do, it's something really significant that got their attention, right? And so somebody, you know, they went to a meeting three years ago, okay? And now they're coming to a meeting again today and they don't know the rules have changed. They don't know what the rules are. And it can be a very confusing thing. And so the just the changing of the rules itself creates a problem, kind of like the changing of the rules around an economy can create problems, even if the rules are getting better all the time. Changing of the parking app, classic example. The app we're going to get in January in Pensacola is a better app, period. But every time you change, you create problems and chaos that have to be accommodated. And so just the changing itself can be problematic. And she says, look, it's not just that, but the point of us participating from the public is we're trying to persuade you. You know, we're trying to make a difference and have an input on these you know, matters of uh, significant public interest. And we have a problem if we're supposed to talk in the public forum portion in the beginning, and we don't even know where you stand or even what your ideas might be until later on in the meeting, and then we can't respond. How can we be more effective or effective at all if we don't know that stuff? Now, we're saying that you cannot speak in agenda items. So we as the people have to know your feelings on the agenda items before public forum. So I would suggest a website be set up. Every one of you go over every thing on that agenda that's coming up so that we the people will know what your feeling is before we get up here at public forum. That would be really interesting. I don't think it'd be compatible with the Sunshine Law, as, but I might be I'd, be. I'd be more curious to ask somebody like uh, Judge Danheiser or Alex Andrade what they think about whether that would really be lawful to do. It's a really interesting idea because then you'd know, okay, this is on the agenda, but it's going to lose four to one, you know. Or I mean, you wouldn't necessarily take that for granted, but you might know what do I want to show up and talk. Who do I want to persuade? What are their reasons? And I think that the complainers, okay, in this case, seven or eight or whatever that there were. I think they're willing to be reasonable and understand that there are going to have to be time limits. They just want the preserved ability like most boards operate where you get to talk about the agenda item because then all the arguments are all in one place. All the discussion about that subject is all in one place. And so they're willing to be reasonable, but the agenda con- you know, comment part needs to be preserved. And I agree. You know, I am I am in disagreement with Sam on this. I'm I'm in disagreement with Scott Collins on some of the things that he's doing in the city of Milton, which is somewhat doing the same thing. It's a little bit different how they're doing it, but it's very very similar. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Four three seven sixteen twenty. Again, Jerry Cooey made the argument that this is the First Amendment. This is you know petition the government for redress of grievances and see them eye to eye and talk to them about the things that matter. And I agree. Now on the other hand, let me give you the other side of the argument. Actually, get, let me get Jake in here with traffic on the fires first. Jake. Okay, uh, on Highway 87, I'm seeing some uh, some backed up traffic just as you get off of I-10 and you start heading south towards Navarre on 87, right there in front of the Blackwater Inn um, in Milton there. there's I don't see an accident on the FHP, but uh, there could be something happening there. And uh, otherwise around town, we've got... Uh, on Fairfield, uh, right at the intersection of North Pace Boulevard and West Fairfield at the McDonald's across from Waterfront Mission, we do have a, um, a power pole that is being uh, uh, repaired there in that area, so please use caution. Otherwise, 98 is flowing pretty smoothly. Highway 90 out of Milton and Pace is good, and Highway 29 through Cantonment is looking good as well. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let me know. 437-1620. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Um, you know, one thing about this, oh, by the way, I know it's Santa Rosa County Commission, but every board that deals with things that affect your life has to make decisions about this stuff. Sometimes they change them, sometimes they don't. And so understanding your access to your government 
is kind of a universal issue, even if this is specifically like the Santa Rosa County Commission. And because some of the, them are changing their policies, uh, it's important to have the conversation about how to have the conversation, which is what this is about. Anyway, uh, arguments in favor of limiting. Uh, number one is you have certain people who want to talk over and over and over again. I, I agree that's a problem. It, it, it is. Sometimes they have good stuff to say, sometimes they don't, but there can definitely be the idea like, well, you're not the elected official, son. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to be talking all the time. And there have been cases where people have abused that privilege. I mean, very deliberately abused that privilege, filibustered essentially from the public, which is a problem. Um, you also have some people like these changes because they don't like the long meetings and they don't like the, you know, the talkaholics as, uh, you know, South Santa Rosa News calls them. Um, Roman Wright coined that term and I like it. It's a good term. Um, you know, the idea of shortening the meetings appeals to an awful lot of people. In fact, I was talking with uh, uh, Chairman Parker about this, and he said he's not gotten anybody text or, or he hasn't gotten anybody email or call him who opposes the rules. He's gotten about a dozen who support them. And I reminded him, I'm like, well, you've gotten at least one call from me. <laughs> you know, I oppose him. So do count me in that, even though I'm not a Santa Rosa County resident. Um, but yeah, the idea of an efficient orderly meeting. And also keep in mind, the people who like to talk a lot, sometimes forget that there are five people and there's, what, 180,000 people in the county? And it's very easy to forget that the few loud squeakies who show up at the meetings do not necessarily reflect the entire body politic. And sometimes I think that the people who show up at meetings to talk get a little bit too much sense of their own importance in that regard. You know, they pre presume to speak for we the people all the time. Um, and sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But I don't know, don't, you know, don't overstate your importance or your significance, and that can be kind of a role here. So what's my landing spot? What do I hope they do in January? They're going to, you know, Sam, by the way, tabled it. Right at the end, he tabled the meeting. He tabled the topic. He did keep these rules, but he tabled it for future discussion um, because it's important to have all the commissioners there to talk about it at the same time. And I think in January what they're likely to land on, at least I hope they do, is Maybe something like three minutes in the public forum, and then on any agenda item, a number of minutes based on the number of speakers that have registered to speak. You know, if there's a lot of speakers, give them a minute. If there's one speaker, give them three minutes. You know, do something to accommodate both worlds to try to limit meetings uh, without, you know, denying public comment, but without giving it so much free reign that we have this kind of freewheeling chaos that has been the norm in the past. 721 on News Radio 92.3. Feel free to weigh in on this 437-1620. I'm Andrew McKay. Here's today's Strength for Life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. What is the one thing God will not forgive? After all, the Bible plainly explains that if we seek God's forgiveness, He will forgive sins such as lust, lying, and even murder. But the one sin that God will not forgive is the sin of unbelief. To refuse to believe in Jesus' virgin birth, or His sinless life, or His substitutionary death, or His resurrection from the dead, or to refuse to believe anything that the Scripture declares about Jesus, is to consign your own soul to an eternal hell. The good news of the Gospel is a message of forgiveness of sin. But again, the one sin that God will not forgive is unbelief. Acts 16.31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Let's be honest, nobody likes taxes, but they are necessary to maintain roads, support schools, and fund public services. Wouldn't it be great if someone else paid our taxes? In Escambia County, they do. 
Our beautiful community draws millions of visitors who spend over a billion dollars each year. The taxes they pay help lower the tax burden for locals. Tourism works for all residents and businesses in Escambia County. This message brought to you by Visit Pensacola. As she stared at me through the window, I realized the time we spent in the backyard on her trailer just wasn't fulfilling. We used to have so much fun on the water. I just couldn't crank her up. But Key Marine did. Fun days on the bay are back. And my Yamaha outboard runs better than ever. Key Marine gets the work done and lets you handle the fun. Key Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer on Bower Road in Pensacola. Google Key Marine or find them on Facebook. Looking for unique and one-of-a-kind gift ideas this holiday season? Look no further. Berman Proper, an amazing gift shop nestled in Gulf Breeze Proper, has a wide selection of gifts, custom engraving, and local products. They also have one of the largest selections of coastal Christmas ornaments and decor that you need to see. Berman Proper has gifts for everyone on your list, including yourself. Berman Proper is located in your neighborhood Walmart shopping center in Gulf Breeze Proper and online at priminproper.com. Hi, this is David Wayne, and I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. Try this. Homemade cranberry sauce. Homemade cranberries? What kind of Food Network voodoo is that? Uh, cranberry sauce comes from a tin. That's the way it's always been. Don't, don't you miss the traditional cranking open of the can? The sound of that red jiggly cylinder sliding out onto the plate. Blink. That's the sound of Christmas. Ho, 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 and a Merry Christmas to you all. If I may, I would like to read a Winterfest proclamation. <clears throat> written by me. Whereas the Escambia County Commissioners once again have made it possible for me, Santa Claus, to bring holiday happiness and joy to the children of Pensacola and their families by allowing me to park my sleigh in front of the courthouse during Winterfest activities. So this was at the Escambia uh, County Commission meeting last Thursday. You had the Winterfest folks show up, Santa shows up, and then as does sometimes happen, every once in a while, Santa's talking and... For your help. Excuse me, I'm a concerned citizen, and I have a right... Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Okay, let me fix my phone. I'll be with you in a second. Somebody else shows up. I have a right to be here, okay? Obviously, we did not invite him, but here he is. <laughs> wow, you invite me and think I'd show up? Well, we were hoping. The Pitchfork Grinch shows up <laughs> and wants to have his contribution to the meeting. Well, well, well. Pensacola, here I stand. <laughs> yes, take a good look at it. I, the Grinch, with a proclamation and mischief, 
and hand. Oh, my God. Every year they do this, and every year it's hilarious. I don't know who plays the Grinch. I've never really asked. I'm sure I could find out, but uh, we'll, we'll share more of this in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? No major slowdowns or accidents to report this morning. We do have uh, our normal slowdowns in school zones, uh, in particular the uh, Mobile Highway at Beulah Elementary, and probably here in a few moments you're going to see some backup starting around uh, Highway 98 in front of Gulf Breeze High School. We do have a state trooper blocking off the uh, right-hand lane of Fairfield. Uh, that's West Fairfield uh, nor, uh, near North Pace. Uh, just after the McDonald's across from the waterfront mission, they're repairing a light pole that has come down. Otherwise, 98 eastbound going through Navarre looks good, and uh, Highway 90 out of Milton through Pace is uh, accident-free. If you see anything out there this morning, let us know. 437-1620. This is News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. One's the boulevard, one's the area. <laughs> the Pace Boulevard and the Pace. Right. Yeah, I know, yes, and we had yesterday. that yesterday, uh, two, yeah. two days in a row. So uh, back to the – oh, sorry um, – uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom. He's giving me the Grinchy look, man. Let's get oh. get the headlines out of you, David. Well, first, let me say I love that the county does this Winterfest thing every year. Oh, at the, absolutely. At the and the city, this usually, is although the city, I don't think did it unless they did it last night. I don't think they did it this year, and I did not watch the meeting last night. So I don't, I've anyway. never lived anywhere where they've done that oh, at the county so meetings, and it is just it's, it's hilarious it and great. Is. Uh, the son of a U.S. senator is facing homicide charges in the death of a North Dakota deputy, Ian Kramer, the son of uh, North Dakota Republican Kevin Kramer. He's accused of killing a deputy uh, when he crashed into his police vehicle during a high-speed chase. Deliberations resumed today in the Jonathan Majors domestic assault trial. After closing arguments uh, on Thursday, jurors passed a note to the judge asking for a second look at a number of exhibits, including a video that's been central to the case, and that trial continues today. Very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. So I, I love the fun little moments in these uh, meetings. Like, you know, I talked to you yesterday about how uh, Milton, though having a mild amount of drama, also had the uh, Christmas sock contest in honor of Al Bruton. That was really cool. That was a very neat, like, this is what makes Milton cool kind of moment. Here you have the uh, Winterfest folks showing up at the county commission meeting, including a splendid performance by the Grinch. Uh, our trolley recycled from Mount Crumpage debris, where garbage turns merry. Just wait and see. The Whoville will roll on a magical ride, the true spirit of Christmas, giving me gifts with pride. Don't be shy. <laughs> okay. Uh, on both toy tours, where the trouble endures, Mark your calendars, Pensacola, for Grinchy detours. Remember, it's not Christmas without a dash of Grinchiness. We'll see you all soon once you're done with this governing business. <laughs> okay. Keep telling yourselves that. All right. <laughs> well, you guys have anything to say? So I'll be stealing Christmas. This time it will be successful. I promise. But, you know, those are not very valid. <laughs> oh, I'm man. sure you'll do better this year. Oh, I'm not. Merry I promise. I won't. Merry Christmas. <laughs> anyway, it just, it's fun. It's really, really fun. I love that. And, uh, you know, it, anyway, it just... I, th I think it's neat stuff. That's why I want to share it with you. 729, you know, so much of the time we talk about the controversy and the drama and the disagreements and um, who can object to Santa and the elves 
and the Grinch showing up in your meeting and explaining why he is going to successfully steal Christmas this year. 729 here on News Radio 92.3. If you are uh, thinking about buying or selling a home and you need somebody to help you with that process, of course, you know, Christina Leavenworth, great resource. Like, especially if you're buying for the first time, you want somebody who really understands the seller's mindset. You know, she sold 233 homes last year. That's crazy. Five a week, almost. That's crazy. But that means that she understands their point of view. That means she can tell you, we can negotiate on this. No, we can't negotiate on that. Uh, This is the price we can get. This is what other people are going to offer. Here's what I think you can offer and win this bid, especially like if you're a first-time buyer because you don't know anything and you just need good help. I wish we could go back in time and use her for our realtor the first time we bought a house. 723-9158 or just look her up online. Christina Leavenworth and her team at Levin Rinky Realty. David Wayne's got your local news next after Fox. CJ Papa. Prince Harry wins his phone hacking lawsuit today against the publisher of the Daily Mirror. The Duke of Sussex is awarded over $180,000. His lawyer, David Shearborn. This case is not just about hacking. It is about a systemic practice of unlawful and appalling behavior. A message from President Biden delivered to Israel's leaders through National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan in Tel Aviv, lower the intensity of the military campaign in Gaza against Hamas. Sullivan will also meet with the Palestinian president to discuss what happens to Gaza after the war. General Motors laying off about 1,300 workers at two facilities in Michigan related to GM delaying production of two all-electric pickup trucks and GM ending production of the Camaro muscle car. Employers will be offered work at other GM plants. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 731 at News Radio 92, 49 degrees. It is partly cloudy, beautiful morning in Pensacola. Six months after the groundbreaking ceremony so far... Still no work has been done at the General Chappie James Memorial Plaza. That'll be at the foot of the Three Mile Bridge. We had higher hopes. We were hoping that we'd be done by now. Chris Dosef chairs the General Chappie James Memorial Foundation. He says the foundation has secured all but $750,000 of the money needed for that plaza. Uh, it was supposed to come from tourism tax dollars doled out by Escambia County. But the county questioned whether that would be a legal use for tourism tax money and requested the, an attorney general's opinion. There were other questions also about who would own and maintain the property. Dosev says he's set to take a stewardship agreement to the Pensacola City Council next month. He's anticipating approval of that. Santa Rosa County leaders recently approved changes to their meeting procedures, which will eliminate public input from agenda items. The new guidelines were put into place this week. Not everybody was happy about it. Here in the meeting, there may have two or three agenda items that I want to provide input for, but I have to take these and I have to compress them down into my four minutes over here. And by the time you get to those agenda items over here, maybe an hour later, what I said is forgotten. That's why we want to be able to speak in the regular meeting as well. It's, it's important that we heard, be heard then. Bill Hayden spoke during the public forum. He compared the new rules to a Thanksgiving dinner with the public forum being the kids' table. The adults doing their business with the public not able to chime in. He was one of several residents who spoke out against the changes. Many people said communicating with county commissioners isn't easy. Several people said they don't routinely get emails or phone calls back. A Foley man was arrested recently after crashing his vehicle, allegedly, into several grave sites at Southside Cemetery. Police in Foley say 57-year-old Jack Rowe crashed his car into grave sites at the cemetery, then left the scene of that crash and reported the vehicle stolen. 
Police reportedly found the vehicle abandoned and disabled in the graveyard. While officers were investigating that, a report was then filed claiming the vehicle had been stolen. Police say they determined Roe had not only been driving the vehicle when it crashed, but also reported it stolen. He was booked into the Foley Correctional Center on Thursday. Police say several grave sites were damaged in the crash. A Milton father is pleading for change after his son's tragic death this year. During yesterday's meet, Santa Rosa Commission meeting, Robert McKenney addressed the board. He wants more safety measures at the intersection of Byram and Magnolia. It was there in October when his son, Myson was hit and killed. There's also a miniature Christmas tree that his 15-year-old brother put there so Myson would have his own Christmas tree. I believe had there been a four-way stop in place, Myson would be celebrating the holidays with us and not in a charm hanging around my neck. And McKinney says there's a high school community center, bike and skate parks all nearby, which means there's always kids around. The Santa Rosa County commissioners said they are currently looking for ways to make it a little bit safer there. Country music superstar Luke Combs says he wants to make things right after a lawsuit was filed against a Tampa woman for copyright infringement this week. Combs says he only found out about the $250,000 lawsuit against Nicole Harness. We reported on that yesterday uh, after seeing posts on social media about it. Combs immediately posted a response saying the company that represents him generally only files those lawsuits on big companies using his image to make money, not individuals like Harness who are just selling things for a couple of bucks on the internet. Combs has since reimbursed Harness for more than double her losses from the Amazon store and uh, has also agreed to help her with medical expenses and is now giving her proceeds from his own Luke Combs tumblers, uh, much like the ones she was selling on her Amazon store. It is 7.35 at News Radio. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. That's a great story, man. That's sort of a holiday Grinch story right there. The evil company comes in and tries to squeeze the middleman or the, the small man, you know, so a uh, small woman in this case. Uh, Luke Combs, class act. That was That's great, man. Glad to hear that. Uh, we're not looking uh, bad out there this morning. We have no major accidents reported by FHP. Um, looks like we do have uh, a state trooper on the scene at Fairfield. That's West Fairfield at North Pace Boulevard uh, in front of the waterfront mission. We do have a power pole that has uh, and needs repair, so they're on the scene doing that right now. Uh, looks like we have our normal slowdowns around town. Mobile Highway at Beulah Elementary School. 98 in front of Gulf Breeze High is looking okay, but it usually gets a little congested around this time. Also, 98 westbound uh, at Tiger Point uh, at the Avalon Garson Point intersection. That's uh, going to start slowing down here in just a few moments. Otherwise, uh, I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Also, 9 Mile, not showing any issues. If you see anything out there this morning slowing you down, let me know. Call or text our traffic tip line 437-1620. This is News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much, Jake. And now look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. We are going to be seeing a nice and partly cloudy sky day today with temperatures warming up into the mid to upper 60s. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 54 degrees. As you go into Saturday, 70% chance of rain with a high near 61. Saturday night, temperatures dropping near 54. Small chance of an afternoon shower on Sunday. Otherwise, partly cloudy skies, high near 62. And Sunday night, temperatures dropping near 46. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Morning Weather Center. And right now it is 49 in Pensacola. 52 in Gulf Breeze and 50 in Milton. Our next news at 8. Breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. 
I'm Jennifer Kishinka with Your Money Now. According to a mid-stage clinical trial, Moderna and Merck's experimental cancer vaccine, when used in combination with Merck's blockbuster therapy, Keytruda, reduced the risk of death or relapse in patients with the most deadly form of skin cancer by half after three years. The vaccine could win regulatory approvals and launch in some countries as early as 2025. The combination specifically slashed the risk of death or reoccurrence of the cancer, known as melanoma, by 49% in patients in later stages of the disease compared with those who received Keytruda alone after three years. Joe Biden is in the White House. The Rolling Stones are going on tour. Harrison Ford is still playing Indiana Jones. Lots of old people aren't showing any signs of slowing down. And a major demographic shift, the older workforce, 11 million Americans, has quadrupled in size since the mid-80s. About 19% of people 65 and older have jobs. On Wall Street, futures pointing to a higher open this morning. That's your money now. For the fitness enthusiast on your list, your first stop should be Running Wild. Running Wild specializes in fitting every person to the proper shoe, apparel, and training designed for their unique needs. Sometimes that perfect gift is a gift certificate. Running Wild takes pride in serving, teaching, and encouraging customers to reach new goals. The experts at Running Wild are ready to help you find the perfect gift with locations in Pensacola and Fairhope. Follow them on Facebook or shop online at werunwild.com. This morning at 1030, join A-Hope on the Pensacola Expert Panel. They believe that every life is precious, that every wag of a tail, every part, and every gentle nuzzle is a gift worth cherishing. Their dedicated team of volunteers works tirelessly to provide shelter, care, and love to animals in need. Learn how you can give back by becoming a volunteer or adopting or fostering a furry friend. Discover the resources you need to make your community a better place for pets. Today at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. This is Lindsay and Chill Out Cryo Spa wishing you a wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year. Well, in a few weeks, Cat Country celebrates their 20th anniversary. And on behalf of the Apple Yard Agency, who's been around over 60 years, we want to wish you the happy anniversary and the best holidays possible. We love our partnership with Cat Country. This is Heather Hurst with DR Horton wishing a wonderful Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hey everyone, Jake Walker from Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay and Pep Talk. Christmas for me is a time to reflect on how blessed I am and to give thanks to God for His grace. Happy holidays to you and your family from me, my wife Caitlin, and our cat Charlie. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. So good. 740 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. And, uh, oh, I did get a note in uh, from um, City Council Administrator Don Carrera who said that normally they do have the Winterfest folks in, but for some reason it didn't happen this year or last night. So uh, it's a little bit of a bummer because it is a fun show. Uh, joining us now by phone, we have Kate Meehan. She is our pop culture editor at DailyBoom.net, a dear friend for many, many years. Now, Kate, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News. Good morning. So, um, lots of things in the news. Can I start with what is honestly my favorite story of the week? And I have not talked about this other than with you. I've kind of been saving it because it's kind of in your wheelhouse. 
I talked a lot about how Saturday Night Live completely missed the mark when they made fun of Elise Stefanik over those hearings with the university presidents last week. They missed everything in doing this. They were completely off target. And then it turns out that Cecily Strong was going to be Elise Stefanik in that sketch. And at the last minute, she's like, no, this isn't right. I'm not doing this. This is this is off target. And she pulled out, like, what, the day of or the day before it was to air? Is that right? Yeah, she did. She was in the audience watching the rehearsals. She took it right down to the wire. And, you know, they've said there have been several reasons why she opted out of the skit, but that is definitely the main one. And it would have been her first return to the series in just about a year since she had left. But, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of good to see that there's a moral compass. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe when you step away from that, that whole environment, meaning that series, um, when you step away from it for a little bit and you come back, you maybe see it differently and you realize that there is a certain desperation factor. You know, SNL oh, that's a, has such a good always, way to put it. They've always made their show based on the insane realities of our current modern day life. However, some of these things, you just, you you know, you look for the humor in things because it helps you get through. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm one of those people myself where if I can find the dark humor in something personal, like that's how I know I'm going to be okay and I'm fine. But there are things you just don't make fun of. And when it comes down to things like this, that definitely is falling into that category. And it's good to see that, you know, a little bit of distance maybe gave her some clarity and her moral compass is definitely intact, at least in this issue. Yeah, I mean, they had such a ripe opportunity. They could have made fun of the university professor, uh, university presidents. And if they'd have done that... Yeah. You know, and they did a little bit of that in the sketch. But if they'd have just done that, it actually would have been appropriate. But, and I, you know, she would have been very, very effective at satirizing Lee Stefanik because I know she's such a great comedic performer. But so yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, just, I'm glad she didn't. It made, I think it probably made the sketch fail in part. But it was good to see some judgment on her part. I, I love that. Another story that I yeah. that I just thought was personally fascinating is Loretta Swit. Okay, uh, Margaret O'Houlihan, Major Margaret O'Houlihan from Mash for many, many, many years has apparently come out and said uh, that she never liked the Hot Lips nickname. And, you know, when I read this, what I thought was, well, you're not supposed to like it. It's it's making fun of the sexism of the name. That was kind of the point of the nickname. Did I miss something here? And I think... I I think what you're missing is the fact that you're a man, kind of. <laughs> Fair enough. It's true. <laughs> because, well, no, because it's, the perception of it is definitely different. You know, outside looking in, it can be written off as, well, she wasn't supposed to like it. And, you know, everybody kind of gets a nickname and nicknames are given with some level of affection usually. Right. However, for a woman, a character of stature and rank, she felt that the respect should have been there. And it is, unfortunately, it is different when you give a man a nickname and when you give a woman a nickname. Society treats it differently. And so, you know, a guy can be called whatever, but he's still respected. When you call a woman something like that, somehow she ends up being diminished. And she's already fighting hard enough not to be diminished, especially if she's, you know, shoulder to shoulder in in a men's environment like the military was. So that's why she took issue with it. And it it definitely makes sense to me. You know, she 
felt like the character should have been respected. So the character was never going to seem like she approved of the nickname because, you know, I think the reaction was kind of like, is that all you've got? Like, you know, I bring all this to the table and is, and that's what you still reduce me to. And it's a recurring theme that women have faced for decades, right up until right now. You know, there are always moments where you are reduced to something less than what you actually, what your value actually should be. See, it's interesting because, I mean, I agree with all, all of that. I always thought that was the point of that being in the show, that they were making that point. I mean, MASH is a very left-leaning show, very liberal-leaning show, and I thought the presence of that nickname was actually making that point for all to see. That's why I thought it was weird that she, you know, she seems to have resented the use of the nickname to make that point. But, I mean, maybe I read it differently. Because I don't, yeah, I think, well, because I think you, you, you actually maybe thought it over and realized, you know, subliminally what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. But for cut and dry how it came across, it was just another moment where a woman is reduced to, you know, and kind of sexualized in this way. And, and that is, you know, the grander way that people would have taken it because not everybody thought about it too deeply. They just took it for what it was. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to me that she wouldn't have liked it and she would have, you know, found little ways within that script and within her acting to kind of rally against it a little bit because it's what women always do, you know, from whether it's the 70s and 80s or currently, you always find a way to push back a little bit or to, you know, let your displeasure be known. Yeah, the the, the marginalizing uh, action, you find a way mm-hmm. to, you know, undermine the uh, the effect of that marginalizing action. So. No, I, I agree with that. Kate, uh, hang on for just a second. Let's get Jake in here with Traffic on the Fives because I have a couple other things I want to get to with you. All right, we're not looking too bad out there this morning. West Fairfield and North Pace Boulevard, just after the McDonald's across from Waterfront Mission. The crews are on the scene there. They're going to be uh, repairing a light pole uh, that has come down. Um, so just use uh, caution in that area. I-10 at Pine Forest exit is really, really slow going in uh, both directions. Mobile Highway and North Blue Angel Parkway, all directions at that intersection are slow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on the map and see if there is an accident reported there. Uh, and Mobile Highway at Beulah Elementary School. Uh, we've got the school zone there. Also, Highway 98 at uh, Gulf Breeze High School. That's going to start slowing down a little bit. If you see anything else out there this morning, let me know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, back to Kate Meehan, our pop culture editor at dailyboom.net. Um, Eddie Murphy is back with Judge Reinhold and um, <laughs> and others in uh, Axel F, Beverly Hills Cop Axel F on Netflix. Um, and the Curb Your Enthusiasm is ending after the 12th season upcoming, and Netflix Squid Game is going to become a video game. Pick your target. Oh, okay. How do we feel about Eddie Murphy coming back and another incarnation of Beverly Hills? Aren't cop? they like, how do in we their feel 60s now? Kind of, Isn't it past retirement yeah. for a cop, kind of, at this point, for typically often? Well, definitely. No, but I don't know, though. Like, the, I'm, I, I don't, that's why I'm asking. I don't know. And Judge Reinhold is not, Yeah, it's going to be hard for him to play this part. But at the same time, like, I think of that that whole series, and I instantly pick picture like the 1984-85 right. character yep. version. So it's kind of hard visually and mentally to wrap my head around what it would even look like now. But I I want to like it, but I don't know. So Dial of Destiny, in my opinion, was not good. I'm concerned about this one. I will watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, I will watch it. Uh, and then yeah. uh, the, the last thing, and I just think this is another kind of one of those interesting, weird stories. Rachel Zegler, who has been 
criticized a lot for complaining, for example, that in Snow White that she was going to play, that Prince Charming, we don't need a Prince Charming, Prince Charming is a stalker, taking kind of a woke perspective on all the Snow White stuff. Now all of a sudden has completely reversed. She loves Snow White. She's always loved Snow White. Disney is the bestest, bestest, bestest thing ever. Just necessity under the circumstances? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe definitely necessity to some degree because, you know, you can't be making comments like that when you're fronting a Disney film. Right. It's just not going to fly. You know, somebody's going to sit you down and talk to you and, and if not fire you. So there's that. However, some of her approach sounds well beyond the 22 years that she's walked this planet where you know, the, the controversy and the backlash has made her stronger and it's made her like Teflon and she feels so much better now because she knows she can handle anything and everything. And, and she's so grateful to have learned these lessons. And, and I, I hope that we're dealing with a 22 year old woman that is wise beyond her years and maybe an old soul. And this is all true because these are lessons that really benefit you once you finally learn them. So I'm hoping that she's speaking from a place where she's actually learned something because it would totally benefit her from this point on forevermore in her life. But I'm sure that the House of Mouse leaned in on her about her comments. So you've just given me, I've never had this idea before, so that's why I love talking with you. You give me interesting ideas. I have this, this idea, and walk with me for a second, the ability to declare social media bankruptcy. And every 30-year-old ought to have the ability at the age of 30 to wipe out everything they have ever put on social media and wipe it forever from the internet, like the, you know how they do in Europe. It just seems like uh, that yeah. concept of bankruptcy, declaring bankruptcy, getting out from under all your past, even though people might remember it in their head. You know what I mean? I don't know. Something along these lines makes sense to me. Am I, what do you think? Well, you know what? I think, I think we all need that, right? To some degree, you have to be accountable, but at some point, people are supposed to let things go because if you don't let things go, people never change. Yeah. They're, you know, you have to give people a chance. And by doing that, you have to let things go. But with social media, we have this habit of pulling up things that are 10 years old, 15 years mm-hmm. old, eight years old, whatever, and holding people's feet to the fire as if they said it yesterday. And right. I don't know. I mean, I've grown a lot in a decade and I have to hope everybody else kind of has too, because it's sad if you haven't. Yeah. So somewhere in there, you have to let things go. And as we all know, the people of our age are super glad we didn't have social media when we were their age. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, it's bad enough there are photos. (laughs) It's definitely bad enough that there might be photos. I know. Don't you cringe when Facebook gives you a throwback from 10 years ago, 12 years ago. Don't you have a moment where you send you a post and you're like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yes. if you don't have that moment, then you're not being real to some degree. I agree. We all know what that's like. Now, imagine if you said something inflammatory, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, you don't I, know what's to go. Uh, Kate Meehan, I, I love being able to have a little bit longer conversation with you. You're so interesting. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on the show so many times, and we'll look forward to talking to you again uh, in two weeks when I'm back from vacation. Uh, but thanks so much. Always good to talk to you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 753 here on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, this is Earl Ron. New South Window knows southern weather is unpredictable, and our Energy Star windows and doors will keep the heat in and the cold outside where it belongs. 
We prioritize keeping your family and your home comfortable all year round. Energy efficient products made, installed, and guaranteed for life. Get New South Prep. For a limited time only, buy two of our products and get the third free. Visit NewSouthWindow.com to learn more. The Port of Pensacola is more than just a name. It's a powerhouse of economic opportunities, a strategic location that sparks growth and prosperity, contributing significantly to the local and regional economy with 23 incredible businesses that call this port home. Big names like C-Max Materials, GE Wind Energy, and soon the prestigious American Magic Sailing Team. Since 1754, the Port of Pensacola has been the driving force behind Northwest Florida's economic success. Explore more at portofpensacola.com. Gulf Coast businesses are estimated to lose over $100,000 to email scams. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your cybersecurity tip of the month. It's the season of giving, but criminals know you are more likely to click a malicious link if it looks like a good deal. Be wary of all marketing emails, and your bank account will thank you. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Google Data Revolution Pensacola for more information. Hi, this is Darren Costello from Costello's Butcher Shop and Deli, Fine Wine and Cheeses. We carry a wide variety of selections of meats, cheeses, and wines. If you're looking for some fine cuts of meats, ask Dale. Talk to Justin. Talk to Darren. We're here for you and your holiday needs. From turkeys and hams and cheeses and meats, we have it all. Looking to give back this season? Ask about the Kimberly Tower Foundation. Come in and talk to Christy Costello or Danielle. Please be sure to stop in and visit us here at Costello's for all your holiday needs this season. Happy holidays. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, a Pfizer vaccine. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Happy New Year. News Radio 923. Hey, that'll work. Is that any Christmas music? This is Christmas music. It was December 24th when Hollis Avenue was dark. When I see the man chilling with his dog in the park, I approached him very slowly with my heart full of fear. Christmas if we didn't play a little Hollis, if we didn't play this a little bit. 7.56, News Radio 92.3. Uh, Jake's got our traffic on the fives. Jake? 
Oh, we're not looking bad out there this morning on our Friday commute. Uh, West Fairfield at North Pace Boulevard, just after the McDonald's, across from Waterfront Mission, we have a power pole that is being uh, repaired in that area. So just please use caution. There will be a state trooper out in the road uh, blocking traffic and getting it around that. Uh, Mobile Highway at Beulah Elementary School. We're going to have a school zone there, so it's slow in both directions. Also, Mobile Highway at North Blue Angel Parkway. We've got it slow in all directions there. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if there's an accident there at that intersection or not. Uh, if you have eyes on that, please let me know, 437-1620. And uh, I-10 going by the Pine Forest exit, really, really slow uh, headed uh, uh, eastbound there. Uh, if you have any other traffic info to report this morning, 437-1620 is our traffic tip line. Call or text. You're listening to News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, now into the newsroom where David Wayne is sitting with our headlines. David? Weight loss drug Ozempic has become popular across the country. That's led to a lot of overdoses on it this year. One real problem is the philosophy that if a little is good, then a lot is better. That's Dr. Sean Varney uh, with the South Texas Poison Center. This year, apparently, there's been nearly 3,000 Ozempic overdoses nationwide. The symptoms are bad enough to send some people to the hospital. Good news for a loose bowl that wandered onto some train tracks in New Jersey recently, causing big delays for passengers trying to get to New York City. Uh, reports say the bullet escaped a nearby slaughterhouse, but he's not going to be returned there. He's actually now residing in an animal sanctuary. According to posts on X, they've named the bull Ricardo and uh, posted <laughs> some photos of him lounging in some hay. And as you're uh, rifling through the closet today getting dressed, well... Pick out your ugliest Christmas sweater. Mm -hmm. Today is National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day, and Vancouver, Canada claims to be the birthplace of the first ugly sweater party in 2002. And from there it grew. But ugly doesn't mean cheap. Nordstrom.com selling an ugly Christmas sweater for 600 bucks, And it's fun to joke about the sweater since most of us have at least one in our closet that could be worn today. But it turns out only 3% of us actually attend an ugly Christmas sweater party. I'm Bree Tennis. Now the report are uh, highly overrated. What was your first story right before that one, the middle one? Uh, Ozempic. Oh, no, 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 after that. Uh, the bull. Yeah, so don't you think that this is just setting a bad precedent for all the other animals that now they're all going to try to escape as well? Did you hear what happened to Ricardo? Ricardo oh. got away. Now we can get away. <laughs> I can see it. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.